Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Dope Black Disabled Podcast. Home of unapologetic blackness, disability advocacy, pride and representation, and conversations that go there. Join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag DBDisabledPod. That's hashtag D-B-D-I-S-A-B-L-E-D-P-O-D. Let's get talking. Welcome to the Dope Black Disabled Podcast. This is the place we talk about life, career, love, faith, spirituality, society, and pop culture joyfully, truthfully, and through the lens of disability. I'm Kimmy. I'm Christine. And I'm Ade. And welcome to your new favorite podcast. So for the listeners that needed this, I mean, okay, so we, we are a few episodes deep. Besides our Uncle Debt missing in action, we know what our voices sound like now. So should we retire the voice test? I am your resident adult, just saying. I am the adult here. <laughs> if you're wondering who the adult is, that's me. That's me. It's <laughs> a couple of teenagers here and kids. So it's, it's me. <laughs> I am Forever Five. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so we usually open by saying hi, I am illustrating how we feel today and explaining why. And it usually is to relate with our disability and how our week has been shaped our dis- by our disability. So hi, today I am uh, I am tired. Okay, I'm tired. Okay, so let me tell you why I'm tired. Where do these projects and deadlines and bills expect me to find the spoons from? Yeah, that's why I'm tired. Next, how y'all feeling? <laughs> I felt that one. No, mm, I would love mm. it. Go on, Christine. How are you feeling, Christine? Talk to me. <laughs> um, this week I am. I'm at the point of the year where I just coast. <laughs> where okay, I just, like I just get through it so you know um I am at the beginning I'm not into the thick of it but otherwise outside of this new body pain that I have today I'm I'm doing good I'm not I'm not I'm not sinking in the water so today I'm good how about you Uncle Debs oh now I'll tell you something yeah I started today feeling tired and just down but about 20 minutes ago I joined this, well, Kimmy called me, and I called her back. And just hearing her voice, I felt instantly grateful for community. You know, it's very easy to forget that you're not alone. And just hearing Kimmy's voice, I'm like, why haven't I called this woman since all this time to say, woman, I need some support. So right now, I'm just feeling grateful to have, you know, my two ladies in the house, Kimmy and Christine. So it's just a joy, a wonderful feeling to be back here at home with Dope Black Disabled. Oh. So yeah, that's how I feel today. We love you, Uncle Dad. Oh, I love we you guys. Right back. 
so much and we've missed you we've missed i mean so if you listen to the podcast we've done we have needed your supervision because mm, we mm. going off and be like oh so do you remember that cartoon and then <laughs> yes you, you've needed adult supervision i'm i'm here the yeah. babysitter's back <laughs> no, don't will you need it okay <laughs> so anti-warning okay okay Mm. anti-warning in this house we say fuck and shit goes down I have to whisper it too my mother is here fuck (laughs) 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 hey I'm sorry ma (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah yeah. we say that word that word we're talking about yeah you say that (laughs) sorry mom she didn't hear she didn't hear she's good she's good she's good she didn't hear she's good she's good okay so what had happened was we had grown up (laughs) (laughs) but you know what no life happens and Mm -hmm. sometimes when you are stuck between bills and climate change Mm -hmm. and your energy running out ciao Listen, cussing is sometimes the only pleasure you have in life, okay? <laughs> oh, I told you. Well, even though I feel all your feeling, if I curse too much, my mom's slippers next to her. I don't want to slip up crying on my head. <laughs> you don't want to be bossed. <laughs> I don't just want to just get the bossa on my head. <laughs> no, I, I respect that. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> yeah, so, right. operation affirmation is so perfect for this. Oh, my Dang. God. Hit us with it, Kimmy. Okay, so I am the sum total of all my experience and Mm. what has been instilled in me, but I am still growing, I am still glowing, and I'm still thriving. Mm. Ooh, Mm. that one, that one. So everything that has been instilled in you, all the home training, all the goodness, all the faith, all the foundation, all the advice, all the manners, all the kindness, all the culture, it was put in you. And now there might be some trauma up in there (laughs) and there might be some experiences, but guess what? It makes up the sum total of who you are, but there is more to you because you're forever evolving and you're forever growing and you're forever glowing and even though in the sum total of who you are there's some pain you still thrive mm. so mm. that's where that stems from i'm snapping my fingers here yes snapping those fingers yes. same time yes <laughs> thank you i think that came straight from my shot okay mm. <laughs> we get a tambourine and start straight Ooh. from the shondo okay uh, so how has your week been dealing with your disability now in this house we are honest about how we traverse this world with our disabilities because let me tell you something about this world and like people in society and usual discourse there usually isn't room to be honest and open and say hey it has sucked to be in my position and that's okay. I am proud of who I am. I love me. 
but it was hard that every elevator was broken and and you know things are inaccessible and people have bad attitude so we do this to encourage you to foster these healthy conversations in your homes and with your friends so how has your week been with your disability oh let me go first let me go first so mm-hmm. this week, my disability, it's actually been a, a mixed bag. So let's start with the positive first, and that was today's news. So at my office, um, I work in a bank. I was nominated the chair of the disability and inclusion uh, network in the whole business. So hey! it's time hey! to get some work done. So that's the positive. That's you know, I'm feeling like in everything we talk about, you know, a company that is very well Caucasian dominated, ready to hear what a black disabled person has to say and create a network to support that movement. I think it's an amazing step forward for our culture as a whole. So I'm really happy about that. That's the good thing. Disability wise, oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. On the downside, um, I had to go into the office for the first time in a long while this week. And I really hate that London is really bad for transportation and disability. So the London Underground is rubbish, So which means I have to drive most times. And yeah, commuting back to work, you know, from Croydon all the way to, I don't know how, you know what that is, Christine, but Croydon all the way to Liverpool Street to drive. That's Ooh, a dirty drive. So it's just a reminder that, you know, we still have a long way to go. But we're on the way there. We're on the way there. Hallelujah. Uh, to the letter, to the late, to the year. Miss Christine. Wow, I'm still high off of Uncle Deb's amazing news. Okay. Um, that's so lit. I'm so excited for you. This week with my disability hasn't been a bad week. I'm experiencing like new pains in my uh, left leg, which is my sound leg. However, you know, that's a little sad, but um, I, I actually put this on my YouTube channel. I went to see my prosthetist and I am getting a blade here. In the next two weeks, which I've never had a running blade before. So that's Ooh. something that's really, really exciting for me. Because, I mean, if y'all would have put 13-year-old me on a blade, I mean, as a teen, they wanted to put me um, in the now Paralympics, but the Special Olympics at that time. And so now to be able to get it at 29, um, child me is really excited. So that is the highlight of my week is knowing that I have a blade coming soon. So Ooh, nice, nice. Look out. <laughs> Just running with the sparks, the sparks exactly. everywhere. Just... <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Kimmy? Where do I start? Where do I start? Well, we start by saying thank you, Jesus. That's where we start from. Thank you, Jesus. We just want to thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, my Lord. No, um, so I've been finding this week has been um well. So, hmm, hmm, hmm. Huh. Well, hmm. 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 I feel the Holy Spirit just moving to you right now. Hmm. It, it, no. It, no. Ooh, you're, speaking you're speaking in tongues? You're speaking in tongues? No, it's yeah. a mental health. It's, it's a very much a, a mental health reckoning with me. Like, do I share? Uh, you know what? It's We're honest up in her. So I'm going to share a part of my disability that I've guarded on the podcast. But like... And like I'm like, oh, why don't you even like the cognitive dissonance of it all? I never factor in to having like seven chronic conditions, and thusly having m- mobility issues. 
then also being diagnosed with depression and anxiety being like part of being disabled i was like no 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 that's different no 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 no, that's different no no that's separate what was the list? no 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 however comma <laughs> when it conspires together and it all comes together for my not good it doesn't feel very good and this mm. week has been an example of that. Sometimes you hit lows and I'm like, wow, brain, you're capable of hitting lows. This is what you can do on your own. Mm. Wow. Mm. I'm surprised. Like, I'm surprised. Like, sometimes, honestly, like I'm surprised at how low I'm able to feel. And and like the despondency and the 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 PTSD and the trauma and the depression and um I'm kind of at a point of being sick of well-meaning people in my life being mm. like oh just pray about it you know just mm, pray about mm. it and I'm like well listen sis she prays she meditates okay 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 she has a Malachi crystal on the way home right now to mm. go over. Like I am, my spirit is taken care of. Okay. Mm. However, sometimes we are human and we're made of flesh, and the, the things that plague us do not just go away. Just like okay, well, there's a one. We'll just do this, and it's gone. Some things we have to work at, and work at whilst we're living our lives. You know? Yeah. So. That's my Debbie Downer. How's my week been with my disability? No, no Debbie Downer. Just real as fuck. That's all. Just real as fuck. You know, like everyone else, we have our ups and our downs. And we have to embrace the downs the way we embrace the ups. You know, it's what makes us what we are. So, I'm so strong, Kimmy. for me. Thank you. I'm so honored. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> but in today's crux, if you thought Debbie went down, baby Debbie was gonna go down. But we do it with grace and we do it with humanity and we do it together because today we're talking about institutional racism and mm. how it's shaped the news week and how it's also shaped my recent medical experience for a hospital stay I had. Trigger warning to anyone, by the way, a bit late in the game, but trigger warning because this includes talking about police brutality mm-hmm. and we'll talk about the Black Lives Matter movement inevitably and this ableism and, you know, it's very brutal and graphic. Mm-hmm. So the first, so we have three case studies. Today we're talking about Clifford Owensby, a Dayton, Ohio man that was stopped by the police and dragged out of his car when he failed to you know, respond to or act out the command to get out of his car because Mr. Owensby had expressed time and time again that he is a paraplegic disabled man and he's paralyzed. Yeah, he's said it many times. I'm I'm paralyzed. I can't do this. I'm paralyzed. And they said, well, get out of the car. So you can see the dehumanization of of black people and how our disabilities are not seen because even if we're telling you with our uh, with our mouths in front of you that we are disabled, you still do not see a human being and you still see defiance and you would expand on it, but like 
to the point where you inhumanely drag him out. So Clifford Owens, we were talking about, and then an unnamed because she's a minor will protect her identity and the and gracefully the press has been protecting her identity. But an unnamed black girl in Oahu, Hawaii, who is disabled, was arrested by the police, handcuffed, and kept away from her mother couldn't be comforted at 10 years old at arrested at school and she's a disabled black girl so that's another case study and then we'll be talking about what happened to me when i spent a couple of weeks in the hospital uh, a couple of weeks ago a few weeks ago where i had an all too familiar stint with medical racism so let's start with Mr. Clifford Owensby. Christine and Debola, talk me through how you came across this story and how you felt when you came across the story. Ooh, okay, this is this is really weird. So how I saw the video, interestingly enough, the first time I saw the video was on 50 Cent's Instagram page. That's actually the first time I saw it. And I remember watching it and I'm thinking, oh, this is some joke. You know, 50 Cent's always posting funny shit and memes and all that nonsense. So I thought, oh, yeah, this is probably some acted out scene. I thought it's quite distasteful, but you know, this, this can't be real. And I watched it and I watched it again. And clearly, obviously, this was police body cam footage. So I thought, okay, this this is real. And I think the third time I watched it through, I was already shaking with anger. I was so angry. And I posted it on my Instagram story. And the first thing I could, the only thing I could say was how many times does this man have to say I am a paraplegic he must have said it a hundred times and this is particularly cogent for me this is particularly triggering for me because I am a paraplegic I am him he is me I'm somebody who you know in my day-to-day if I'm going down to McDonald's drive-thru I could get in my car and not take my wheelchair because I'm thinking you know I'm not going to get out of the car I'm going to just get there order my McDonald's and come back home so what's the point of, you know, hassling to put the chair in the car? So this is, I'm him. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Mm. And it is crazy that a situation that I never thought could descend into so much chaos that I am always in regularly could, you know, spiral out of control and become that, you know. So for me personally, I was already triggered and angry because this is such a personal thing for me. This is something that could happen to me. I'm not even saying, oh, it could happen to anybody. This could happen to me. This Clearly, this does happen to me. And this just wasn't good enough. So that's just the surface of how I felt first. Then going deeper into it, I realized that this is an unarmed, you know, not dangerous, you know, it's just a calm black man who's going about his business. I've not even heard what it is they said he did wrong. He just got pulled over for no reason at all. And, you know... You talk about in all of this, you know, police, you know, you know, talk that has been going on in the past couple of years. You talk about all oh, communicating, you know, being cooperative. Don't be rude to police officers and don't be this, don't be that. He ticked every single thing in the book. And I'm not saying, you know, we live in a in a generation of yes massa anymore. We don't do that. But at the same time, I could see that this man understood he was in a vulnerable position. So he decided the best way forward was to tick every respectable box there was out there so that that didn't yeah. happen yeah so he referred to them as sir he explained himself he said i am paraplegic he had his hand on the steering wheel he did everything right 
Mm. And it still ended up him being dragged out of the car. And when you started dragging him out of the car, you could see his legs are not quite following his body because he's he's a paraplegic. His legs can't follow his body properly. First of all, the things that could have gone wrong, he could have dislocated bones. He could have broken something. He can't possibly feel from a particular point on his spinal cord downwards. So something could have twisted. Something could have gone wrong. He could have been in extreme pain. There's so many things that could have gone wrong. If he's incontinent, he might have had, you know, some kind of continence, you know, um, a solution, a leg bag or whatever that could have pulled, that caused damage. Yeah. It, there's so many things that could have yeah. gone wrong by pulling him out of the vehicle. And he was no threat. No. So I don't understand how that was right in any way. I don't see how anybody you know, can justify this. I'm not saying I've seen people justify it, but I don't see how anybody can justify it, let alone how anybody can do it in the first place. I We talk a lot about, or we talk a lot about police and, the, you know, the lack of training and stuff. That's not even lack of, that's just no training. That's just, that's not even about training. That's no compassion. That's no shred of humanity. There's just nothing about you left that's a human being. You are not a human being if you can pull somebody out of their car who claims is paraplegic, who you can see is paraplegic, and who is clearly helpless because you're trying to be superior or trying to show your Oedipal complex. That's just yeah, mind-blowing. Yeah. I was, you know, you guys know that I've not been in a great mental state in the last week or so. And when you told me that we're talking about this, I just I just dropped everything. This is so important that this has to be spoken about. That This is not good. It's not fair. It's not on. It shouldn't happen. We shouldn't even be talking about something so brutal is this not in the scheme of in the scheme of black lives matter in the same scheme of all the stuff that's been going on with British space and how people are trying to be aware about disability we shouldn't have to talk about this but this is just terrible we feel your passion uncle yeah yeah no you raised a lot of points there were some neurological checks they could have done on his reflexes if if um even let's say okay so in this point you've made yourself an arbitrator you don't believe his humanity okay we've established Mm. that you're going to believe that he's a human being that's deserving of your compassion and you obviously want to exert your authority okay great so check his reflexes check his legs instead of brutalize him you know there's like a lot of other ways to to be i guess mean do you know what i mean like just don't do it but my thing is like he could have if he didn't believe him and if he thought because the narrative i heard was he was an expensive car he was in a part of town that was like uh known to have trap houses and stuff like that and they now were diverting the narrative and talking about what he had on his person, uh, the amount of money he had on his person and stuff like that. So they were saying, oh, so then he deserved this. He had that much money. What does he, why does he have that much money? Blah, blah, blah. You know, all of this. And I was like, okay, so if they really thought this was a guy they were looking for and he was using disability as a hoax, there are so many checkpoints that you could reach before dragging a man. You don't. There's no so, resisting arrest. The black man there. has money, and the next thing that we do think is let's drag him out the car. You see, that mentality is already problematic before we even get into disability. It's, it's just terrible that people could 
try and paint a narrative where this can be right in any way. Like, I feel you, Kimmy. It's doesn't make well, any sense. Well, they're thinking he's a drug dealer, or like, uh, oh, as soon as they see his car, as soon as they see a black man in a tracksuit in a BMW or whatever white car that he's driving with locks in the area, oh, drug dealer, they find money. Bro, well, do you, know how, do you know how mad this is? Because what you said just now, you see a man in a tracksuit in a BMW white car, you're describing me. I'm wearing a tracksuit now. I have a white BMW. That's what I drive. That is what I drive. You are describing me. Do you see why this is so triggering for me? Yeah. Imagine, imagine, like, and, and the, the thing is why it's also so triggering. Why are they, like, uh, counting his money? What if it's on his way to the bank to deposit money? Why are you in his pockets? Why are we talking about, like, he has so much money, he must be this and that? Okay, okay. okay. Even if he had, he was found to have nuclear weapons right let's say he had nuclear weapons in his car Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. he still did not deserve to be dragged the way he was absolutely the thing that we always realize is that when we know we have to deal with you know people that you know people that are non-black you know white people when police have to deal with them they find a way to be humane you know when we talk is it What's it? What's his name? Is it Dylan White? Is that the guy who shot up the church in Charleston? Was that, oh, was that Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof. Yeah. McDonald's. So, um, Burger King. Yeah, they found a way to arrest that guy peacefully. They found yeah. a way to give him dignity, and oh, I think is that is that even too much to ask for now to just have Please. a little bit of dignity? But the thing is, Burger King, they not only stopped and got him Burger King at his request, I saw them guiding his head not to hit the top when of he was... the car, getting into the car, police car. It's America. Like, real life. Like, I, I'm, so I'm going to be honest. So I saw the video first on Facebook. Mm. And 95% of anything that gets published to me is some type of black police brutality. Mm. And I have to, I mean, after seeing, was it Philando Castile? Mm. After seeing that live, I had to begin to protect my mental health and I can't I can't watch these things because they hurt. I mean, it took me two weeks to watch um, George Floyd. It mm. hurt. And so when I first saw this, all I saw was the usual thing that I always see, a black man getting racially profiled by white American cops, who in some way ends up with police uh, brutality. It wasn't until I went on Instagram and I watched Uncle Nabola's story that I watched it fully and understood that he had a disability. And that pissed me off more than anything because it made me realize, like, you know, at one point I was skipping around America, like, you know, the police see my my leg, they see my disability, they won't harm me. It's just like, no, they will because they don't care about you. And something about like being in America is I'm one of the Americans who feel like we are just property. We Ooh. as black people in America are just their livestock. And we have been trying to break out of that, out of that status, out of that, of that place that they've had us in. It's like, no matter how many times we try, it's like, we keep getting reminded as such. I mean, I've never seen the way they drug him out of the cars, the way you see a sheep shedder. Flipping the mm. sheep around to cut its wool. Yep. It's not humane. It's animalistic. And it just shows how disgusting American police officers and the system in general in the world is 
especially when you're black, you have financial stability and you have a disability. It just does. It just shows you how how complete. I mean, let's be real. In those situation, that situation, the officers probably had no idea how to even handle it because were they even trained? How well yep. were they trained to handle a person with a disability upon a traffic stop? Their dumbasses probably even know what the fuck a paraplegic was in the first place, which shows exactly. why you should have more than sixty fucking college credits to be in the fucking police office, be a police officer in the first place. And those sixty mm. credits can be in, they can be in theater. They don't care. You it can be in anything as long as you have sixty credits, you can be a police officer. And it just shows how it just needs more conditioning and implicit bias training. The world needs implicit bias training because of dumbasses like this. And it pissed me off to see him as a woman who is currently rocking faux locks to see a man buy his locks, get drugged out of the car and mm. see to see his body respond. And he was screaming and no one came to help. Oh, it pissed me off completely. And we already know how I feel about the American system. So all it did was piss me off more and mm. hurt. It's the day I came out of hospital and then uh, Christine had FaceTimed me and said, uh, settle in. There's a video. I, I was about to go to bed, I believe. I, am I remembering this right? Yeah, Christine? I was about to go to bed. And, and then Christine says, you might want to watch this, but I don't think you want to watch this. I think you, no, you need to go to bed first. I don't want you to watch this now. So watch in the morning. Yeah, and how and so now that just made me want to watch it more. I was like, "What? Well, well, what's this forbidden fruit? You know what? What? <laughs> what what's... And the forbidden fruit was another manifestation of the dehumanization of black people, especially black men. That black male bodies do not hold you value and humanity unless they are making money, unless they're commodified by this system that we live under. Black male human bodies are not empathized with or sympathized with unless they're an in injured athlete that are bringing you some sort of claim and glory. Unless it's Derek Rose breaking his knee mid-season and it means something for your team, you don't care that a black man is hurt. Mm. Mm. I definitely agree. No, I agree too. Yeah, so after Rodney King, which in uh, 92, which triggered the LA riots and uh, mm. the police, you know, a man, just a man with a video camera captured the police beating the living daylights out of Rodney King inhumanely, like brutally. And a man on his balcony in his house just managed to see it. And they thought they were under the cover of night and no one could see them. And it triggered the LA riots, right? That's the last time the world had seen a black man, his pain take the forefront like that and cause a seismic action and, 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 and outrage like that. And then the next time it happened was a generation later with George Floyd. And um, after that, because of just how fast paced and how hungry this monster of racism, uh, especially with pr police brutality is, and how it's just taking our men by the hands of these inhumane officers, people have become overexposed to grief and suffering that we have gotten compassion fatigue is what i call it i just mm. had a, an article 
Yeah, I just had an article come out on Sky News today and I just did a, an article, I just did a news interview with Sky and the very words I used about how people are moving on about the pandemic, the numbers are skyrocketing and people are dying at a rate. But what's happening is that we've been oversaturated with this so much that we have what's called compassion fatigue. Compassion fatigue is not a foreign concept. It's something that happens when there's an oversaturation of a certain type of suffering and people have been pouring out compassion for a long time. And since there is no end for that, people just move on to the next thing and yeah. they become sensitized. Yeah. Yeah. And what comes next is apathy to human suffering. Right. It's it's crazy so, that you mentioned, um, sorry to cut you off, just that you mentioned George Floyd, uh, Rodney King, and you think back to the generation before that, you, you think of Emmett Till as well, and it's just, yeah. it just goes generation by generation, it's always something, but yeah, sorry, go on, Kimmy. It's, mm, it's mm, America. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, seeing uh, Clifford... Clifford Owensby is the disabled benefactor of a system that has been in effect and and like getting stronger and stronger generation by generation. And he just happens to come into it. So by the time he comes along in Dayton, Ohio, minding his business, a system is in place that has roots and tentacles so deep and so pervasive in an underbelly that means that his suffering means nothing unless recorded and there's outrage and the media says something and if you see it didn't go as viral as it could go there's people yeah. who don't know who this man's name is yeah mm. why is that mm. why is had this man not been a black man, a a figure synonymous with threat and stoicism and like being invincible, black men's pain is not really given two looks at because black men are invincible. Black men are strong. Black men are tanks. Oh, that quantitation, that idea, that disgusting trait, you already know I'm going to say that stems from, ma'am. No, no, no! It's a legacy of slavery. Slavery, when our phys- physiology was uh, and our strength and our physicality yes. was Absolutely. commodified for yeah. human capitalistic gain, yeah. we became yeah. livestock. We were dehumanized. Yes. So this t- till today, the legacy thereof is all men's pain means nothing to today's society. No, and. Yeah. When they are the disabled among us, the ones that are supposed to be the most protected, the ones where if it was a child, a woman, someone who was white, someone who was any other race but black and a man, Mm. there would have been a lot more compassion. Because how dare, imagine Karen Smith, 32-year-old blonde white woman, had Clifford Owensby's treatment. Heads would roll. America will be on fire right now if it was a white woman and it happened to you. I will say it. If it was America, these white folk would be in these streets. Okay. Going crazy. The president, everybody would have spoke on it. Thank you. Yep. Yep. So this is why the importance of 
importance of allyship is that you know that as a white ally, your humanity is unquestionable because the powers that be and people in in positions of power people in positions of decision making and people in positions of authority they see themselves in you they see their family in you they see their daughter in you that's why when like a little longer goes missing there is like uproar there is a uh, millions of pounds there is up like so much put into it and whatever but let a young little black girl go missing well you know there was probably trouble at home of course of course this is like even like an epidemic of sorts of missing black girls and people and it being underreported right and again another institution that's supposed to protect us and and look into these and use the crucial time um that 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 could save their lives the police they don't spring into action for young black children worse yet if they're disabled was you know stuff like that so yeah, again in these institutions ain't loyal that's it that's it and you know you, you mentioned earlier as well that you know the black man is all only valuable when he's you know it's only his physicality you know that is valued that is desired and it's quite interesting being a, a black disabled man who your very essence, the very thing that makes you desirable or, you know, commodified in public is lacking your physicality. So you're already seen as, in, in quotes, a weakling in society because what makes you desirable, what makes you commodified doesn't exist in a black disabled man already. And you find somebody who is trying to navigate, you know, being in a world that has all of that disadvantage, to being in a world that, you know, people look at you and realize that, you know, you are not what you can be because they, they, there's a mental image of what you're supposed to be. And trying to navigate that as, as, a, as a man and being subjected to that kind of harsh police brutality by being you know, dragged out of your car, it's, it almost underlines and underpins the exact mental struggle you'll be going through trying to find your place in society because you can't even fight back. Mm-hmm. The the very thing that you know black men say okay we're physical we'll be able to struggle you know whether you like it or not you know George Floyd the George Floyd's of this like they it took how many men to hold him down do you see what I'm trying to say he struggled and the struggle in him is one of the things that we all see and we all identify with that you know this is a man trying to struggle for his life this man didn't have the ability to struggle you know the only thing that I think has made this not go viral is because they haven't killed him yeah. That's that's. Uh, there was uh, there have been uh, disabled uh, black people that have been shot. That their carers have been shot whilst taking care of them. Disabled black people have been, you know, uh, uh there's been police brutality against disabled black people that's for a while. Been. Elijah McClain. Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, and there's um, what's his name? There's a man. Uh, I know his name. Something day. He 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 was also he was a disabled man who was killed in police custody. So I think, and there was outrage about that, but there wasn't enough of that. Uh, what I'll summarize it in saying, and we because we, we we're going into the story of the young girl briefly before we talk about the hospital situation. We are learning. And I hope that everyone who listens to this podcast is learning that everyone in the diaspora 
is very hyper every black person i should say in the diaspora is hyper aware that this is a time of either you get awakened to the suffering of others due to their intersections and you learn about it and you are an ally or you become the negative talking head the negative voice that is the cause of someone's discomfort and that replays in someone's head when they think pain as a naysayer so when you hear people talking about their suffering i would i would ask you to go and do your research the right sources sources that look like the people that you're listening to and let information open your world because there is more beyond your experience because Debola's experience as a black paraplegic man, my experience as a bad bound chronically ill woman, Christine's experience as an amputee woman with a prosthetic limb are three different experiences. Yeah. Right. And yet somehow we find commonality and we find community. And yeah. I think that's also the ethos of Dope Black Disabled. So can you learn from like how Dope Black Disabled is like, you know, we don't care who you are. We love you. We want just to come in. You. We just want, yeah, we just want to be part of you. You want us to be part of us. So you know, we're just a family. My arms are open. You know, you know, so yeah, please learn more about other people's intersections that you do not understand. And when you hear someone else's suffering, if it sounds unfamiliar to you, please before you smirk just learn yeah yes you know your ears before you open your mouth it's a word hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so briefly, we want to talk about a young girl in Oahu, Hawaii. She has ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder, and she was being bullied. And in retaliation, she's used to her therapy for her ADHD is drawing. So she, in retaliation to her bullying, drew something and got in trouble for it and was arrested by the police i believe it's not as simple as she was arrested for the drawing i think in retaliation to her bullying she got in trouble and there also something must have ensued right and they were heavy-handed enough to call the police on this young black disabled girl and 
in this time where it's so scary and foreign and different to her and she needs comfort they call her mother to the school do not allow the mother to see the young girl 10 years old and this baby was handcuffed excessive force why are we doing this to disabled children so i just wanted to have a few brief thoughts from you about what's going on <laughs> see yeah christian i'm gonna let you lead on this one <laughs> yeah no i appreciate you this one triggers me on such a different level because though my disability is different than hers i have been her on two occasions one being bullied to the point where i created my own book called the detective and in the book was my bullies being the bad guys and as a result i mean the things that ensued in that school one of them was as a result i got jumped by the entire grade of my class boys and girls included and i got in trouble for it it reminds me again when i was 16 And not 16, I wasn't 16, probably like 14, 14, 15 years old, eighth grade. And so neither of those ages. And my bully, who bullied me because she told the bus driver that something was wrong with my foot, which there was nothing wrong with my foot. So I told her to shut up because don't speak on my disability when you don't even know what's wrong with me. Anyway, as a result, she bullied me so bad into the school that I remember one day we got into a fight on a school bus and I don't fight. Like I defend myself. And all I remember is me being backed up against the wall, kids being around me and then the bus of kids behind me, just laughing, seeing her essentially bitching me out. And as I turn my face, I black out. We have now gotten to a physical altercation and I had to be arrested. And my mom had to pick me up from the, mm-hmm. from the police office. So this triggers me on so many different levels because I understand that, like you, especially, you know, I had a, my best friend growing up in Mississippi was a blind young woman, a white woman, very, very different. I got to see her privilege on a different level. However, I can understand going through bullying on such a level that you just need a creative outlet, something to release it because reality is, is like, there's too many people to fight. Yeah. And then that being taken the wrong way. And then the idea, and I don't know, a B10, think about it. She doesn't know who's touching her. She doesn't know where she's going. All she is doing is hearing and feeling. You know how, 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 how with your hands being by your hands, you now have silenced her. Her hands are behind her back. She can't, she can't do anything. So for me, it pisses me off even more to my core because like as a little girl, I understand what that's like and I understand the damage that it caused and it's not okay. Why the fish sticks are we calling police? on 10 year olds and then also why are we doing something about these bullying because i can promise you those teachers knew that that little girl was bullied her classmates knew that she was bullied and no one protected that girl and so as a result you guys punish her for trying to find a creative way to release her pain because you didn't understand it it's funny that we don't realize or people don't realize she's the victim you know she's actually the victim of this whole situation completely it's crazy when you, you, you see a lot of situations like this, like you as well, Christine, and you are literally a victim of, of repeated harassment, microaggression, bullying mm-hmm. all the time. And you, when you speak up about it, people just say, oh, you're overreacting or it's not as deep yeah, as that. Or they're just right. being friendly. Well, what did you do? Exactly. What did you do to them? You know, when I always hear, when I was younger, I used to hear this thing that they used to tell little girls about, 
oh, if uh, someone's bullying you, a guy's bullying you, it means he has a crush on you. I'm just thinking that kind of mentality. Have you guys heard that before? Yeah, that, yeah, that kind of domestic that, violence. I'm sorry. Yeah, that kind of mentality has just you know perpetuated for years and years, and people just get entitled to other people's space and suffering and 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 their body. Eventually, like it's just it's crazy that the victims always find the, or always end up being blamed for something they're trying to get out of. Yeah, so this is just a, a perfect example for it. You know, a, a young lady. I didn't see way we're talking about ten year olds anyway. Why they should be police? Why they should be handcuffs? Why they should be anything apart from go to the naughty corner? I think that's the the best or the worst that should really happen. Like you know, it's a failure on the school, yes. on the teachers, mm. on the institution of education that yes. a ten year old. I mean, let me even blame the ten year old. Let me say, oh, this ten year old girl has been unruly, and a ten year old girl not behaving in school in quotes gets to the police. If it's a ten year old white girl, would I get to the police? Never. Oh, no. that, that wouldn't get to the police and that is assuming that she was in the wrong because she's not but we're just saying okay the worst case scenario out there it shouldn't even be a police thing it shouldn't even be a, a security thing it should be a okay what's our training say when things go wrong like this you were supposed to be a teacher you're supposed to have gone through you know different types of training to how to handle different types of kids with different types of issues with different types of way of cognitive understanding you're supposed to be able to understand this as a teacher. And if you can't do that, you have failed in your profession. I'm sorry. Why are the teachers not ADHD trained? Exactly. Why was the punishment not the conventional detention, as you know, principal's office, whatever, you know, the head the head teacher, we call it here, the head teacher's office? Or, or, you know, I don't know what the, the senior, what they used to call the, the SLT, or I don't know what they're called, but the senior leadership yeah. team called. Like, there are so many intervention routes that can be taken before the police is involved. But call my mum. Call my mother first. Call my mother yes, and report me to my mother first. Yes. Let's start from there. So, Do you get what I mean? I have a nine-year-old niece, right, who is my world. Let me find out. Someone touched my wife. She just got the African eyes. You see her eyes? It went African just now. Just narrowed to the African. Let me find out. You touched my wife. I will fight you. Don't mess with my wife. I will Mm. mess with you. Because the babies are off limits. Why are you in a profession where children... And thinking about my baby, like, she cannot do... She's nine and she's tall for her age, right? I cannot see someone in her age range requiring this is still space bun ponytail mm. age, mm. like two two bun age. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is still like okay. I still have a teddy bear, but I don't do toys no more. I'm grown because mm. TikTok. This yes. is, oh, I wish I had uh, acrylics. Can I have acrylics? Okay. Uh, this is, I want to go everywhere with my big sister. If I'm an only child, you know, this is the, like, this is the, I just, I'm a preteen and like, they this are. Is gel this is gel pen era. This is gel pens. Yeah, gel pens and, and like, uh, like the bracelets, whatever bracelets are in trend because they're changing every, every trend. Do you know what I mean? Like if they're bees or if they're like like the the phone wire. Yeah, I know them ones. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. this is the age where these babies are not supposed to be worried about survival. Babies are supposed to be thriving. Okay. And for me, every child, so if you know me, you know that I am a mother. My children are just downloading, right? And when I see children, them as babies. And every until further notice, everybody babies, there's my babies. I will protect them. Don't mess with them babies. So when I see the babies, I'm thinking like, what is a threat about this child? That, okay, however angry you can de-escalate, this is a child. Yeah. yeah. So what worries me is that when our children are worried about survival they don't have the room to be brilliant to thrive to tap into their excellence and they are not even in a they're not encouraged they're not in a place of where the 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 genius is cultivated they're not in a place where their growth is cultivated all there is they're in survival mode so our children deserve to be out of survival mode and in like thrival mode you know what i mean i agree i agree so yeah 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 so when i hear that so my my oh lord of mercy that was you hearing my medication alarm sorry <laughs> but it's okay chronic illness life disability so, goals <laughs> listen this body be aching like the when i tell you the pain is in right now but we digress the last thing i'll say about this is that when i was in school I was bullied as well. I reported, I reported, I cried, I cried. And I used to just, they used to just say, write a report, write a statement. I wrote, I counted 200. Nothing was done until one day I got sick of it and I round kicked someone in the air and it felt good. <laughs> Not the ear. And I said, ooh, you forgot about yourself. I forgot I grew up in a karate household. And like martial arts was around my life from the age of three to 12. I was like, did you forget who you are? Oh, oh, oh what? Wow. Oh, well, no, no. Reintroduce me to Bruce Lee films. <laughs> I said, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is, oh, oh. So <laughs> I went in and I came in like a wrecking ball. I was beating everyone left, right, and center. Ooh, <laughs> they were scared of me. Oh, I never... <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> Children, close your ears. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was I had to defend myself, and then so the bullies, right, the boys. <laughs> started going i'll be walking in the hallways and they'll be like yes kim walk on walk on yes kim. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like respect respect <laughs> when you become like, one of the boys <laughs> yeah every time i walk past around the stuff people be like yes kim <laughs> so <laughs> i remember like a shift and then when I got my taste for beating people up, they now called my mama and they were like, wait a minute, no. So the the head teacher had the audacity to sit opposite Miss Margaret and say, well, um, 
So, Jerobot, you came in and uh, she was being bullied. Well, now she's the bully and we're having a problem because people are having a fight and they're all coming in crying and, oh my, oh my gosh. And my mom was like, what, tough tits? <laughs> um, <laughs> my mom literally looked at me. <laughs> she looked at me she was like, you keep on beating them up. <laughs> Go do it. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> It's just like beat them up. I was like, "Yes, mommy." <laughs> so, and then from then I became like head of year, and then like head of school. And I was like, you "Be your way to the top." I see you. I see you. Kimmy. I literally beat my way to the top. So I just yeah, my memory with school. I just want to bring in you know some levity to this heavy subject with. My school stories, I have school stories for days. Me and Christine just sit down for hours and we're just talking about school. <laughs> because we have stories for days. We probably have to start another podcast for school. <laughs> Me and Christine go to school. <laughs> oh, when I tell you, don't put money in my pocket now. No, please put money in mine. Look, I got okay. No, do 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 do. Put uh, um trademark today. Trademark, <laughs> trademark. <laughs> Trademarking it today. It seems like we do not have the time. It seems to talk about my hospital situation in depth, but I can give an outline because it deserves to be talked about. I think I can kind of outline what happened. We can summarize in one thought and close out because we're running over. <sighs> what happened was I was in hospital and I had a crisis. I needed two blood transfusions and two iron transfusions. And uh, I was having issues also with my heart condition when you have seven conditions your body just broke down sometimes and I was having one of those moments I needed an MOT. So what? what? Yeah, Christine don't get what? that one. <laughs> Listen, so you know what? Sometimes your body just needs an MOT because when I tell you I had a blood transfusion, two drug, two iron transfusions, they checked my heart. Now and I'm having it. Chain a, the oil. A heart just have to change the engine oil, yeah. change everything. <laughs> I went into hospital for an oil change. That's what you went in for. So, yeah, but I got I got something different. They they changed my carburetor my carburetor on me. Ooh. So Ooh. yeah, um They put so the wrong gas? They put diesel they, in the petrol they, engine? They literally put uh 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 diesel and I asked for petrol. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, so I Christine was I was talking to Christine at the time. So I had to work and I had to record the podcast. So first red flag, nurse comes in, uh is like moving my bed just out of nowhere, no bedside manner, no like talking, oh sorry, we have to move you, blah blah blah. Just move me. And I'm like, Oh, why am I being moved? What what's going on? She's like, oh, this this bed is for confused because it was facing the nurse's bay. It's for confused patients. And then I'm like, well, no, now I'm not really socially distant. I'm worried about this. And she's like, no. Uh, um, and she's very rude, very abrupt, very... Uh, her tone is just the worst. 
like loud and, and combative and defensive and rude. Next encounter, the day, so this, is, this was the night, evening nurse, night nurse, night shift nurse. Day nurse, I, di- I discover I have a podcast appearance during the day. I was given a room, I, like I needed to make it work. So I find a cleaning closet, I record, day staff are in, we're literally passing each other stuff. I'm passing them. They're reaching over me. It's like, we make it work. And it was funny. I was given the slot from 6. Remember this part. From 6, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Two hours. So they knew this. The sister knew this. I was very grateful. I had to fulfill this contractual obligation. And we made it work. It was banter. And like I was writing them signs and we were like passing each other things. It was good. But it, it coincided with the changeover to the night staff. Yeah. Well, yeah. night nurse comes in marching in. You need to get out. Da, 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 all this rude. And uh, what culminates is her kicking me out. And then we have an altercation where I'm asking, why do you hate me? Because the first night, oh, uh, two nights before that, I was in a lot of pain. And when my pain wasn't resolving, I was asking for a doctor. But she kept going, well, I've given you everything. What do you want? What do you want from me? And she was listing everything. I've given you this. I've given you that. I've given you what do you want from me? As a nurse, this is a nurse who was asking me this. And literally made me break down crying because I was like, I'm in pain. My body is in crisis. I don't know what to do. Help uh, get a doctor. And she was, she literally like had a temper tantrum at me. She was like, What do you want me to do? <sighs> Treat me like a basic fucking human being. How about that? That part. That will work. Yeah. So, the, the, so a couple of days after that, she comes in. That's when she kicks me out when I'm doing a podcast. So I'm like, What do you have against me? No, 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 no. Why do you hate me? Did I take your man? Like, did what did I do to you? Like, did your man cheat with me in your dreams? Like, you have something I've never met you, and yet my face does something to you. What is it about me that you hate? I lose it. And I'm like, No, 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 no. Because you have been nothing but unprofessional and mean and like and evil since I got here and she's like I'm not dealing with you she takes the phone she gestures she calls someone I said call, call who you want to call because now you're making paperwork happen and I would like for this to be on record call yep yep sometimes that's what you need didn't call didn't call anyone they leave me in a wheelchair to get into bed on my own they are standing around literally what they look at they don't they don't they they're doing going about their business leave me by the bed on my own so i need help to get into bed right so then i have to use the wheelchair thank goodness the brakes were on i use the bed to get up right i steady myself using it i literally hold on to the Thing because at home I use a Zimmer frame, so I use the bed as a Zimmer frame to go and plug my phone in. I'm using the bread, the bed as a walking aid, and now I'm like, okay, so the next stage is to get into bed. And my my legs are feeling weak, my back is hurting, I'm in pain, so my legs give out and I fall trying to get into bed. Oh, oh my goodness! 
they looked at me like a petulant child who threw herself on the floor. They didn't touch me. They didn't help me. And they told me to get up. Left me on the floor. That's out of pocket. Hell out of pocket. I have nerve damage on the right side of my body. And nerve pain was firing on the whole right side of my body like guns shooting. So I was in so much pain. Like my eyes were watering. I was shaking. I was like, oh, fuck. If anyone has ever had nerve pain, don't recommend it. Ghetto, zero out of 10, hate it. So I'm going, fuck, ow, oh my, ow. And this African woman, supposed to be my sister from Ghana, goes, this your friend, you need to stop it. All this F word, you need to stop it. Instead of helping me, her hands are on her hips and she's stopping me, telling me to stop swearing. Wow. Wow. How about you do your job? Wow. And then at this point, I'm crying because I feel that there is all these ACAs and they stand around and they look at me with their hands on their hips because I just had an argument with their sister that they're trying to kiss up to. So they're not going to take care of me, are they? Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I was left on that floor and she was like, fine, hold there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and she goes, hold there. Okay, go there. Didn't call. Usually you can call a porter. You can, there's many things. You can even get a hoist. They didn't do anything. I've had six falls. This is my seventh fall. This is why I have mobility issues. I've had major falls. I've spent three months in rehab. I've had falls after lumbar punctures. My mobility is shit. I've had horrible falls. So this fall was not uncharacteristic, but it was painful. So the way they didn't know, they didn't check my records. They don't care. Nothing is handed over. I'm a falls risk. They don't care about that. And then when I was literally sobbing, sitting on the bed, instead of helping me getting my legs up, she leaves me and she goes, oh, you know what? I, can't, I don't have time for this. And she wow. walks away. And wow. then it gets worse. A few days later, I have a conversation with her. And I'm like, I, I'm not okay with you taking care of me and hating me or acting like you do. Your behavior puts me under threat and I feel scared that you're handling my medication and stuff. We need to resolve this. What is it? What is it? Like, why? What, why do I make you so angry? Like, what, what, what's the matter? And then that day, she starts getting very unprofessional as well. We had gotten somewhere good. She starts getting unprofessional. I whip up my camera. That's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. That's why it's invented. That's what you need to do. And then I show her sister during the day. Her sister's like, this is not okay. The next day, she has a conversation with me. And she she demands to see my phone with the um, lady from Ghana. They stand over me and force me to look at my phone, my personal private pictures and videos. What? To the point where they say they want to see my deleted because they couldn't find a video of her on my phone. They said, no, we want to see your deleted. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Oh, Invasion Jesus. of privacy. 
yeah so i'm going through the proper channels to get this escalated to any way i can you should as you should as you should not even a question this nurse neglected me when i fell went through my personal property uh by through me by duress screamed and verbally abused me and uh refused me care at some points yeah that needs to be looked into because that's not on and you see that's the thing yeah we forget that we have to take care of our own and you know the fact that some people they broke the picket line and seen one of their own on the floor and not you know i know this is an ongoing case and we can't talk too much about it but you know it's just where's the compassion do you understand yeah. what i mean mm. in a job that demands compassion where is the mm-hmm. compassion yeah and when it's a woman of color a non-black woman of color that notion of unity for women people of color is to me is obsolete sometimes yes. it's like is the memo has the memo gone out gone out that we ought to have compassion for each other as humans period as humans yeah. but as yeah, people exactly. who have identities and looks that make us marginalized there ought to be that like oh wink wink i know sis okay i got you yeah the memo hasn't got out for a lot of people just to be extra nice extra kind you never know what people are gonna why are you in the medical profession if you have the propensity to be evil it's a question for the ages it's a question for the ages right there so yeah i'm very much um i've had a lot of ptsd i've had a lot of depression i've had a lot of um nightmares i've had a lot of lost sleep um i've self-medicated a lot i've had a lot of intrusive thoughts a lot of suicidal thoughts that's part of why my mental health is suffering at the moment uh because i've i've been in the medical system for a long time and suffering from these um situations where you have medical uh institutional racism and you have these moments of like I have nothing. I've just met you and you're shouting at me. <laughs> What's happening? And I'm like, is it my face? No, 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 no. Like, what am I doing to to people? Well, you just met me and you just have a tone with me. You just met me and you, like, what? what what's written on my forehead? Yeah, it's just not on. It's just not right. Ooh, I can't let it's just Because right. at some point, I want to take responsibility for something. And I'm trying to find where before hello I've offended people. No, remember this is what we said earlier. You're the victim. Do you know what I mean? You are the victim. Don't don't find a way to make yourself feel like you know you've done something wrong. This is what we all talk about when you know we have victims of different types of abuse come come forward. You know, don't make yourself feel like you have to play the card of the perpetrator or the person who is the attacker. You are not. You are the person that has been wronged. And you must, you know, you have to come to terms with that first. Then you have to understand that it's okay to be the one that's the victim, and to be okay, it's okay to be the one that's taken care of, to be cared for, to be for there to be a solution that that makes you feel better, not to make them feel better. It's Absolutely. about you, and you have to just remember that you are the victim. Yes, don't fall into the societal BS of victim blaming. It's on them. You did nothing wrong, so don't don't carry that weight. Yep, I hear that. I second that. You know what? This is how you can tell, like, 
you can uh advocate and adv advise for other people but when the pain and the trauma is with you you beat yourself up okay. and it hurts and you cry and you this and this is how you can tell <laughs> it's still very real to me it's very raw to me right now you know but it is where but we have to um table that for time and uh do a closing segment because you know we live in a dimension that uses time how dumb the next dimension can we not have time please or we just have love it's love love is the, okay. the measure how much love do you have it means how much you know space you have to work with the more love you have the more space you have to work yes. with let's use it that way Okay, like what? What love yeah. is it? Oh, it's love o'clock. Okay, it's love o'clock. You know what I mean? Well, how much love you got in you? You know, how much love and compassion do you have in your body? Then you can do whatever you want. It is love forty-five. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but um, say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. Hey, hey. okay. And <laughs> so this is the segment to finish off the show with an attitude right what guilty pleasure are you defending what has happened in pop culture has annoyed you what do you want who do you want to show with love and why what would you like to say with your chest Uncle Dibola, what would Ooh, you mine like is, mine is nice and simple now this is in line with everything we've discussed today and with what I've been for the past week or two it's just four little words for you, and that's communicate. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's start again. Communicate with your community mm. all mm. the time. Whatever you're going through, you're not alone. There's always someone ready to, you know, you know that song that goes "Lean on me." There's always someone ready to to just take some weight off of you. So remember to communicate with your community. Whether that be your sister, your family, your WhatsApp group like us, we do black disabled, whatever you're going through, someone is always there to make you feel just a little bit better about yourself. Um, don't forget that, you know, love lives where you want it to live. Does that mm. make sense? Like love lives where you want it to live. If you show love and to people, people have love for you as well. And you have to remember that when love is genuine, people will be there for you. Yes. He's mm. gonna be a preacher one day. Amen. Amen. Actually, yeah, that'll be that'll be five dollars for the offering. Five dollars, everyone. <laughs> and that's why I don't do organized religion. <laughs> Christian, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Christian, go, go ahead. Hit us. <laughs> so I had one, but now I feel compelled to scratch it and have a different one. No, go with no, your gut. This, this is better. I feel. I feel this one more. Feeling your Shana spirit. Mm, mm. Okay, yeah. come on, Shanana. I just want to take this space to just shower my amazing co-host with love. That's it. Mm. Kimmy, yeah, Uncle rain on Bola, me. I rain love on me. With you so much, and to be able to learn and work and observe and just be in your presence, though it's virtually, I just so appreciate it, Madasi, my friends. I love you guys so much, and you guys oh. have just taught me so much, and I'm just so happy to share this platform with you guys. So. I just want to say shout out to Uncle Debs and the one and only Miss Kimmy Mimi and shout out to Cloisha, our sound yeah. producer. I love you guys so much. I'm just so happy to be a part of this with you guys. So 
That's mine. Guys, virtual group hug. Come on, virtual group oh, hug. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hug. This <laughs> torrent of love. Oh, I need it. No umbrella for this. No this is umbrella. I'm still hugging. I'm still hugging. I'm still hugging. This torrential downfall of love is all my Shondo and my Shonda are needed for the week ahead. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if mine is gonna be good. But um, what I was just gonna say. Well, what what happened was um, <laughs> leave room in your belief systems for experiences outside your own, because mm. that's where compassion lives. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. yeah. Send that to me by text. Text that to me. Mm. Just that's my comp- that's my yeah that's my my Instagram caption for the next post I have. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, send that to me, please. Hey, none of the dome. Of the dome. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was good. That, oh my god, the dome stadium. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 the dome mizzle. <laughs> Thank you so much. And that perfectly leads us to the harmony. Let's hear it, sister. This is what we call the harmony for your homies. Where we we just want to, first of all, before we do the harmony, thank you for riding with us. We look at the stats of where you listen from. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for tweeting us, DMing us, and and all the love that you sent to us. You are truly our family, our homies, our allies, our you know sisters, brothers, NBs, nibblings, and nieces, nephews. You are our family, and we love you for it. And um, thank you so much. So thank we want to say, well, a special yeah. shout out to the two people in Vietnam who listen to us. You know, we see you, the two of you, yeah. two of you. Okay. We love you. <laughs> okay, the two people in Vietnam. Shout out. Okay. That's some fart in my honor because Lord knows. <laughs> but uh the harmony for the homies is the time where we send you off with a blessing and we say that, you know, we've come to the part where the podcast ends and we part ways and we hate to see you go, but we are sending it off with a blessing and good health and protection, prosperity, and may your God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us. I hope you like us as much as we like you. Join us for bi-weekly episodes where we'll continue these conversations. In the meantime, connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dope Black Disabled and follow us on Twitter at DP Disabled. See you soon! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.